G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's take the opportunity to get a vision for what might be happening in the UK. And with such a close connection between the UK and Australia and continually growing all the time, it's good to know what might be happening spiritually in the United Kingdom. Well, they of course are about to embark on a very significant landmark called the Eternal Wall of Answered Prayer. Richard Gamble, who is the founder of the Eternal Wall of Answered Prayer, is back with us again today and I've asked Richard if we can talk about what's happening spiritually in the UK. Richard, welcome back to 2020. Hey, thank you for having me back. Richard, for generations, some will say the Christian church in the UK has been declining. And here we are with a project like yours, the Eternal Wall of Answered Prayer. You're seeing this as something of a turning point, a change in the wind, a change in spirituality. Uh, What's your description of what might be happening spiritually in the UK right now? Yeah, I think we are seeing the beginnings of a move of God, to be honest, Neil. There's there's definitely uh, something taking place. Maybe the the pandemic has been a catalyst for that. Um, but it's, it's interesting that there's definitely been a, a huge spike in online church, way beyond the numbers that were attending church before that. And, uh, you know, it's interesting for me in, in the project of Eternal Wall, I'm dealing with all sorts of people from the construction business. And, you know, in the middle of that, I was sort of saying, oh, you know, they're saying a third of people are watching online church. And uh, my planning consultant went, oh, yeah, well, I've started doing that. And so anecdotally, there's definitely a sense that, you know, the pandemic has, has shaken people to the core, shaken some of the things that they thought they could depend on. And that there, there appears to be a move towards seeking out spirituality or or faith now obviously there are multiple faiths in our in our country but what we've done recently is undertake some research uh, using um, well-renowned company Savanta Comrades and they found some really fascinating statistics firstly that um, 50% of 18 to 24 year olds are praying once a month and they are saying that they are engaging with church once a month, which is a phenomenal statistic. Now, that's not represented in the numbers of people attending. But when you start to delve into some of the online numbers, there's definitely something happening. And it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out over the next few months. Isn't it amazing when you have, uh, as you've experienced, uh, much more severe effects from your COVID experience than we've experienced so far in Australia, although we've got some borders opening and uh, we've got a, a little bit of perhaps a delayed reaction with the COVID pandemic. 
But what's happening in the UK, when you're facing the possibility of death, you become interested in spiritual and eternal things. Is that, do you think, a simple way of saying what might be attracting young people back to faith? I, I think that's part of it, Neil. I think also there is a, there's a hunger for absolutes. And I think we're in a society at the moment where, you know, it's difficult to know what to believe, isn't it? You know, you, you get so many, you get so many different viewpoints. I think people's view of news has been undermined amongst other things. And so people are looking for truth and they feel secure in truth. So I think that with the insecurity that the pandemic has brought is certainly having quite a deep impact on the on the younger generation coming through. Is facing a pandemic a uniting experience for a nation? Or have you seen, uh, you know, more of the same, a lot of division? I mean, politically, uh, things are always challenging, but is there some form of... Uh, a national expression of unity when you're facing a major, major problem? Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think, I think you get some of that on an, on a superficial level, but I think actually it's incredibly isolating. And what we are, what we are experiencing now is really, you know, um, there's a, there's a lot of issues that have been going on in people's homes when we've been locked down that are just coming to the fore now. And a lot of people coming out of the lockdown um, has been varied and, and some people are really struggling. And there's a lot of people still isolated at home and in fear even now, even though we you, we sort of officially came out of lockdown months ago. So... I think, you know, we have a, we've had, you know, things where everyone's gone out the street and applauded the, the National Health Service. And I've certainly hear, heard of more communities drawing together, which is good, but I still think there are large proportions of society that are in fear still of what may come and, and are finding it difficult to adjust back to normal life. Of course, what is a very central part of our Christian gospel message is the hope that we have in Christ. And right now in the UK, you are a bearer of hope because you're behind the project, the Eternal Wall of Answered Prayer, a 17-year journey for you. Uh, for the last five years, you've had uh, the foot down and uh, there's been real acceleration. You're not that far away from completing your fundraising to be able to build the Eternal Wall of Answered Prayer, a million bricks, a piece of Christian art that will be testimony to the nation. Do you think that in some sense when people see your artwork and even in the journey in the lead up to building it, uh, that there is some hope that's being born in the people in the UK? Yeah, I mean, that is our passion to make hope visible. And, you know, when you share a story of uh, something that Jesus has done in your life, it stirs your heart. It stirs the heart of the hearer. And that's what we want to do. We want people to read those stories and that the hope would be an antidote to the fear that we have in this nation at the moment. 
And it's really interesting, the timing of this, isn't it, Neil? You know, as you say, it's been 17 years. You know, I never, I never dreamt that we would be in this situation now. And, uh, you know, for a few years, I keep saying to people, you know, this whole project, the more impossible it is, the more we can glorify God through it. Or trying to build a national landmark in the middle of a, a, a pandemic has, made, has taken it to a new level. But as a number of secular journalists have said to me, the timing of this is incredible. Just as the country is coming out and, you know, been fear, full of fear, to have this landmark of hope, you couldn't have planned it better. And, you know, we do believe that if you're anxious, if you're worried, if you're fearful, that coming to Jesus, praying to him, laying your burdens at his feet is the best antidote you can have. And reading stories of hope and stories of encouragement and stories of impossible or improbable or difficult situations where somebody's prayed and Jesus has turned it around, I hope will inspire people to come to him in a new way. You've got this uh, secular journalist element who are surprised by the timing. Have you been getting positive media coverage? Does the eternal wall of answered prayer get a, uh, sometimes a negative media coverage? How do, how do things look uh, in, yeah, say, the mainstream I mean, media? Yeah, I have to be honest. In the mainstream media, incredibly positive. Um and and in, incredibly encouraging, you know, which which is sometimes surprising. I mean, of course, there are some media that are very uh, cagey about talking about anything Christian, and they they want to go to sort of a, a multi faith response all the time. They don't like to sort of talk about a good news Christian story. We're not gonna we're not gonna change that, and that's fine. But. Overall, we've been quite surprised by how welcoming the media has been. And when you've had such a wonderful, rich history, from great awakenings to revivals that have broken out in various places in the UK, uh, there's something there which is a foundation for something big happening once again. What are your aspirations for what might happen when you've got the eternal wall of answered prayer up and going and it's visible to people just north of London? What are you hoping will happen? Well, well, I believe that, that every time you share a story about something that Jesus has done, that you change the spiritual atmosphere. And, you know, I can go to a church on a Sunday and I can share some of the incredible stories about, you know, the way that God gave us land, the way that God has provided the right people at just the right time, the way that the planning, you know, process was like turned on its head from a God incidence in the middle of the meeting and everybody ended up voting for it than, than against it. When you share all those stories, you know, it lifts people's faith. Now, that's just sharing, you know, I can tell you now that I used to have a disease in my spine for 20 years that was incurable. I prayed one day, my spine heated up. A few days later, I went for an MRI scan and the doctor said, we don't really know what it's happened, but your disease has disappeared. Now, just sharing that story raises the faith, raises the temperature. If we can share a million stories 
not only not only for people who come and visit but also online and we're doing that not only every day but for generations that's got to have a massive impact not only in our nation but in our world i believe richard have you got a million stories is there room for an aussie story or two on the eternal wall of answered prayer in the uk I definitely need some Aussie stories, Neil. Yeah, we need a whole range, you know. We need a whole range. As long as it's not ones winning winning uh, the Ashes, then we'll, we'll accept those on. But, um, yeah, the, the, uh, the plan is that the wall will sort of represent the geography. 75% will be UK, and then another two, 25% will be from all different countries. So... If you go to the app and then you type in Australia, it will take you to the part of the wall that represents stories from Australia. So we definitely need your help. We definitely need you to to send us, you know, what Jesus is doing. And, and we want a range of those. Some of those are some of those stories might be Hollywood answers. You know, I prayed for this and then suddenly this happened. But of course, the experience for most of us um is there's often things that we pray for and it just doesn't work out the way that we want but the the narrative is how we grow deeper in our relationship with jesus through those trials and those sufferings so we're really encouraging people to set please send in all types of stories because we want to represent as best we can with the million stories you know, what it's like to pray and walk with Jesus every day. And uh, we know that there are, there are trials, there are struggles, there are wrestles, and it would be wrong to just go, hey, every time we pray, God answers, because, you know, that's, that's none of our experiences. Well, it's certainly not mine anyway. Well, a new UK landmark, a major a piece of Christian art. It's called the Eternal Wall of Answered Prayer. It's going to have an interactive dimension to it. Visitors will be able to use their smart device, holding it against any brick, to read the individual answered prayers and the personal stories behind them. It's going to be highly visible. It's going to be significant in the media. And as our guest today, Richard Gamble, says... Uh, there is room for an Aussie answered prayer story or two. Uh, so I want to give a website for people to be able to connect with you, both with the crowdfunding, because there's still a little way to go uh, to get to your goal. Uh, I'll point people to the crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash eternal wall website. So crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash eternal wall. So far as people passing on a prayer story a testimony how would they do that richard yeah if you go to eternalwall.org.uk and you can upload a story of up to 500 words you can upload it in audio or in video and you know the exciting thing for me is if you can just spend a few minutes doing that of your time you know, somebody is going to read or listen to your story in maybe a hundred years and your story is going to point them to the God who answers long after we've left this planet. And I find that a really exciting uh, opportunity and I hope you'll 
just give us a bit of your time today to do that. Well, I think there might be a few excited Aussies who'd like to take part in that. Eternalwall.org.uk and 500 words. Uh, wonderful the way that the interactive technology can work to get the testimony on one of those one million bricks. Well, Richard Gamble is founder of the Eternal Wall of Answered Prayer. Richard, thanks so much for the update once again today on 2020. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 